The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These podcasts are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician. Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Jeffrey Hayes, your host for this episode of ASRM Today. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Lowell Koo. Dr. Koo is the medical director of Dallas IVF. He's here today to discuss telehealth. Dr. Koo, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Tell me a little bit about your practice. You know, I'm a senior partner in this practice in Dallas called Dallas IVF. I'm the medical director here. We have five physicians on in our practice, and we have five locations around the Dallas Metroplex area. We are, I would say, a pretty busy practice. We do about a thousand retrievals a year. Dr. Koo, how would you define telehealth? Telehealth is actually this broad term, and it actually is a digital health solution that connects the patient and clinician through real-time audio and video technology. And it's sort of the umbrella term, and it contains telemedicine. So telehealth also has non-clinical people maybe working with patients. For example, we have our uh, financial consultants speaking with patients, and we have our billers speaking with patients. So so that would be telehealth as well, whereas telemedicine is where a healthcare provider is actually providing care through audiovisual and digital communication to the patient. So that's kind of what I had to to understand when I first began this journey was what is telehealth, what is telemedicine? And and so that, that was that. As an aside, also telehealth and telemedicine, there are two different types really. There is one called synchronous and another one called asynchronous. So synchronous is where it's live, it's real time, you are interacting with the patient um, uh, through the digital communication devices and they're, they're communicating with you as quickly as you communicate with them. Whereas asynchronous means that you are providing information online and then at a different time and date, the patient can then download and then understand that material from you. So, so that's asynchronous. So, so a lot of what we do in our practice is synchronous telehealth or telemedicine. So um, we are doing audio and visual uh, care uh, in real time. With this COVID-19 pandemic occurring, we are now pretty much exclusively 100% telemedicine. What are some advantages to offering telehealth to reproductive health patients? So one of the advantages, at least in the in the reproductive world, is that even though in the reproductive industry, there are some times when we just need to really lay hands on the patient to be able to examine the patient, to be able to, to understand what is happening, especially if there's some sort of emergent issue going on or urgent issue. If the patient is pregnant and bleeding naturally, we'd have to see them in person to make sure that the bleeding is, is under control or, or we have to look for the source of the bleeding through sonogram. These are things that require face-to-face interaction. Whereas all everything else for, for the reproductive health it can actually involve telemedicine, things that are non-emergent, for example, the consultations, the new patient uh, visits. These are things that we are using in our practice exclusively for telemedicine. And so all of our visits are through actually what we use as a Zoom app. Minus the physical space of face-to-face treatment, what are some challenges then to offering telehealth? You know, there are 
some barriers to telehealth. And although it, there are many benefits, one of the recognized barriers to adopting such technology includes inconsistent reimbursement models, uh, interstate licensure challenges, legal and regulatory issues. And there are, of course, concerns over security and privacy and confidentiality. So one of the things that really applies to our practice is the access to technology. And, you know, fortunately with our patients, they are younger, they are able to have access to technology. Uh, you know, fortunately I'm on the ASRM technology committee. And so I've done a lot of research and presentations on tech in, in, in the patient's hands. And what we have found is that science and research has shown that 98% of young people today own a smart device, whether it's a smartphone, an iPad, uh, or a computer. So, so we do know that that access to technology in our patient population isn't quite an issue, thank goodness. So access is, is fine. The other thing that, that is another barrier is the level of an understanding of technology. Not everybody is as well-versed uh, or as nerdy as I am and, and, and loves technology. So sometimes patients do have a hard time downloading the apps or down and accessing us through digital technology. Now, fortunately, a lot of our patients are young and they are tech savvy and they can, they've, they've handled this without any problems. And a lot of my patients have not had any issues accessing, let's say, the Zoom app so they can see us um, for, for visits. You know, I find that in terms of the nitty-gritty of some of the barriers, when it, when you kind of boil it down to, well, what else can be a problem with, with telemedicine? It's literally just these fine-tuned issues. For example, connecting to the audio. It, it can be tough. I've had so many times where I've connected visually and video-wise with the patient, and then they're struggling to get the audio hooked up. That, that's one issue. But that's easily overcome, and, and, and within minutes, it's fixed. The quality of the internet connection is another one. Some patients that we see live in rural areas or, or their, their internet connection isn't as strong, or they may not be near their router where they're getting a strong connection. So, so we do see that internet connection is an issue. One other barrier to telemedicine is, or not barrier, but one disadvantage is, is that there's an inability to get vital signs, which is an important part of patient care. So surely, certainly if they had their own blood pressure cuff and, and their you know own blood sugar monitor, certainly they could show us that. But I think it, for documentation purposes, for complete patient care, vital signs, it's hard to get. So what we've been doing is we've been waiting for them to come in for their testing, let's say whether it's blood testing or sonogram, and then we'll get their vital signs then. But uh, we've had to change our workflow because we don't typically get vital signs at that point in time. So, so I think those are just a few things that, that I found there are barriers. What resources are available to help practitioners incorporate telehealth into their everyday practices? You know, there are a lot of great resources online. I think the difficulty, like for patients, is to discern the difference between what is accurate and good quality information versus uh, trash information. So so uh, we're going to provide the links uh, in this podcast. And one of the places that I really got a lot of information I've learned a lot from is the AMA. The AMA has a great what they call a playbook. And it has a lot of great information. And it's got wonderful information starting from the very beginning for someone who is not so tech savvy to all this information if you are very tech savvy and you can really take uh, telemedicine to the next level. So so there are a number of places. Another place is the American Association of Family Practice. They have a great little website that has a lot of great information for practitioners who really want to incorporate this into their practice. But in general, most practitioners in our field should be technologically savvy, and they should have all the items that you need. I mean, basically, all you need is hardware, software, and internet. 
access. So basically hardware is a computer or mobile device that has a strong enough processor that can handle video conferencing and has the ability to connect to the internet and of course has a webcam. Software-wise, there there's just a multitude of software options for, for practitioners to use to be able to communicate and connect with their patients. And especially since COVID-19 has occurred, there have been just an explosion of companies that are bringing forward options that you can use. Now, the most common ones that have been used are Zoom. Uh, there's also GoToMeeting. There's also Microsoft Teams. Or another thing is uh, internet reliability. And I think one thing for our practice that we really had to work on before we implemented and launched telemedicine in our practice was an office workflow. An office workflow for telemedicine may not be uh, prevalent or present um, in, in most practices who are not using telemedicine. So for us, we had to figure out, okay, how does this work? The patient's already scheduled. Who's going to contact the patient ahead of time and let them know, here's the link, here's the password, who's going to be present and available for troubleshooting? Because plenty of times I'm sitting there ready to connect. I've got the Zoom open and I'm waiting and the patient can't connect because they're having trouble uh, at home with their connections or whatnot. So they, who's going to help them with that? So when I connect with the patient, my front office usually is the one checking in the patient. Well, we use an EMR, so I need to check the patient in first, make sure the patient's checked in, and then I can Zoom with the patient, and then I can type my, my note. So this workflow, uh, it, it's just it's something you got to hammer out. And then at the end, of, after I'm closing down the, the, uh, the session, I have to make sure I send the fee ticket and the billing information to the front office so that they can send it off to the biller. So workflow is very important. So those are the things that I think a practitioner needs to think about when they're incorporating telemedicine into their practice. I've had the pleasure of speaking today with Dr. Lowell Koo about telehealth. Dr. Koo, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with us. My pleasure. It's been an honor and a privilege, and it's super exciting to be able to share this information with uh, our colleagues. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, other information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org.